we, so we have it now? Oh my goodness, can you hear me? I can hear you, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. You're good? Yeah. Oh my god, Mark. <laughs> what, what happened? Oh god, I just sat down and um, like at a quarter to seven I saw your message and um, then I couldn't hear anything, couldn't hear anything, so... Uh, so I think I had the Wi-Fi turned off somehow. I don't know how, but um, I just did the switch the machine. to uh, that new uh, OS system, uh, whatever. Oh, I see. Yeah, that Windows could be. Windows Ten or something. Yeah, so maybe it did switch on you for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost in the machine. <laughs> So happy to to hear your voice. Yes, it's been a while. I don't know that we've done it this year, have we? <laughs> I don't think so. Because the last message said, "Thanks, guys." And there was a, last I remember, there was only one of me, so that must have been when Jeff talked to us. Yeah. Well, you have you have been all over the place. Uh, yeah. There's yeah. Well, we were away, and then yeah, various things going on, and then Valentine's Day and. But I'm good now. Good on Thursday. <laughs> Sunday, Super like I said. Bowl. Super Bowl. I, you know what? I didn't even watch the Super Bowl. I was at, uh, no, I was at, a, I had to go to a birthday party instead. Who the heck holds a birthday party on Super Bowl Sunday? But they didn't, nobody there seemed to care, so. And I was pretty much the youngest person there, so. Oh. It was kind of weird. Oh. Actually, that was for my friend Brian, um, who maybe uh, maybe it would be a good idea to get him to come and chat. But he certainly likes to talk about himself. He'd, he'd admit that. <laughs> but his uh, his art's quite interesting, and he's devoted his entire life to it. So, Aww. I think uh, you know what I'd like to do. I think the next time that you come this way, we should maybe do a little studio tour. Maybe we could do a, a live uh, um, podcast on your phone again. Not live, but you know, like what we did at the, the bar when you were here. Absolutely. Because you could actually kind of walk around and uh, look at, talk about his, talk about art. I think that would be really fun. That would be awesome. For sure. Yeah, yeah. so I'll, uh, I'll talk to him. I'm sure Brian wouldn't have a problem doing that. And, you know, there's other people around, too, if you're if other artists that I know that might be interested. It's always good to get different perspectives of people, although sometimes they all have the same thing to say, but, but you know. No, I find, exactly the same. I find that people seem to be very uh, passionate about what they're doing and they don't seem yeah. to be um, having any trouble talking about what they're doing or what their career or you know yeah Jeff had uh, Jeff actually had a little script with him he don't think he really referred to it but he, he didn't quite know what he would, had agreed to do so I, I don't know if he thought he was going to get like more specific interview type questions or I told him it was really. I told him it was really just a conversation, and I think he was quite comfortable with it. Oh yeah, you know, I think um, uh, it's been like many times that uh, I've been referring to the conversation with my friends, uh, you know, yeah, in our program. To... It was a really great conversation. Yeah, it's good to talk to practicing artists. You know, to somebody like you say who's passionate about what they do, and to somebody who has. Uh, really devoted a significant part of their life to doing it. Like, you were talking about people who, you know, in, in Jeff's case, he, as you talked about, he's often had, um, you know, jobs to support himself. He's never really completely done art, whereas Brian is, I don't think Brian's had a job in the 20 years I've known him. So uh, he's, he scrapes by more so than Jeff, but 
you know, he's somebody who's really devoted his life to it, and he's done it since he was, you know, 20 years old, and he's, like, just turned 67. It was his 67th birthday. Uh, that is incredible. It really is. It really is. It was a period where he wasn't doing it for a while. He was living in Toronto and had a decorating business and selling penny stocks, or I don't know. He seems he's done a lot of different things, but, but then he moved back to London um, a while ago, when I met him in 1996, and uh, which is just shortly after I met you guys, you and Dave. And uh, he uh, just started back in the studio and hasn't looked back. Hmm. So you so, went yeah, to Cuba cool. and... Yeah, we went to Cuba. I also didn't see any shows uh, in, ever since I, I talked to you? Or? We, we didn't really plan Cuba that well. Like, Well, what happened was uh, the weather was incredible for being on the beach, so we spent most of our time on the beach reading. So... <laughs> Which isn't a bad thing. We went into Havana twice, but we didn't really get in there to see like much in the way of uh, of cultural stuff. Like we wandered around and saw the buildings, and it was pretty amazing. But we didn't, you know, we tried to see some music the second time we went in, and the only thing that we really found sounded good, and it was sort of a contemporary type music. And then you know, we the place was spilling out of the doors, and people were sitting on a patio outside. And we sat down, and finally got a seat, and as soon as we sat down, they took a break. So. <laughs> One of those, you know. So yeah, you have to. I think you have to plan it a little bit, uh, a little bit better. But the week before that, the reason why I couldn't participate in this was because I was in Toronto. I actually had a basketball game. But the uh, earlier in the day, I think, yeah, earlier in the same day, we went to um, we went to the AGO, and so I, I we toured through all of that, and I saw the uh, the Turner exhibition. I was very impressed with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, it was it was really cool. I, I like that art gallery a lot. I like the architecture. I like being in there. I, I you know you can actually get a membership as a distance membership. Like if you don't live in Toronto, you can actually get a. I don't remember the cost of it, but it's not super expensive. I think it's about eighty dollars a year or something like that. Oh, and yeah. uh, and you know I'm I'm almost considering getting a membership like that because you get in for cheaper and you can get into events earlier. I'm not even sure what the other benefits are. Plus, I guess you're supporting the art gallery, which is good. Yeah, I know there there are galleries that are on this circuit of galleries. Oh, that's the other thing, right? Right, that's the other thing is you can get there's reciprocation, so mm -hmm. you can use your your membership from the AGO to get into like galleries in the U.S. and depending on what level of, of um, I think, membership you have, maybe. I don't think you can use it to get into the National Gallery. Mm, mm. But, yeah, I forgot about that. So, yeah, that would be definitely worthwhile, too. Not that I travel that much, but <laughs> who knows, right? Maybe I should, maybe I should travel more. <laughs> so, oh. you, so you like the Turner exhibition? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was pretty good. Um, I uh, The only problem was that um, I had... A little bit of a trouble with Jonathan, but oh, okay, wow, but, uh, makes it harder to enjoy. Yeah, we managed to to see it anyway, and I mean, it was probably the only time that I would get a chance to see that. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I forgot that there was a film made about him, but with uh, I can all, I always just think of him as P uh, Peter Pettigrew from Harry Potter. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't play, know. Play, if... Playing him. I don't think I've ever seen it, and it, it was very highly reviewed. I think I should uh, look that up and, and try to find myself a copy of that and watch it. It's the, it looks like it would be quite interesting. I didn't realize he was really quite a character. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good movie. I saw it, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he, he used to finish his paintings in the gallery. Oh, yeah, I think they all did that. Yeah, well, there was a proper a process, I guess, called varnishing off, mm -hmm. where they would get it into the gallery, and then they would have, like, the final, final touches. And that was very common. But he used to go in there with, like, almost a blank canvas and almost do the painting <laughs> in the gallery and just drive everybody crazy, and he did it on purpose. He sounds like he was quite the character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I don't know, they kind of portrayed a man that... Uh could barely express his emotions. Okay. But, um... Maybe he had Asperger's or something like that. I have no idea, but he was kind of tough and, like, even more grouchy than than Jeff. Even more grouchy <laughs> than Jeff. That's taking grouchy to a new level. Oh, oh God, I'm going to have to tell Jeff that. Or maybe make a... Listen to us. Hey, Turner, grouchier than Jeff. <laughs> Ultimate, ultimate, the the top, the top grouchiness level is Turner. Then right underneath is Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Jeff can get pretty grouchy. Jeff it kind of puts some of it on for show, though, as I'm sure you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. And he and I've known Jeff for a long time. Like I, I met Jeff was the first person I ever met in London when I came here in 1989. Believe it or not, mm -hmm. because Jeff's uh, wife at the time. His, uh, her youngest sister was in engineering school with me. Oh. And so we used to kind of go on double dates. Oh. Go to the go to the New Yorker movie theater here in London and watch like repertory films. This is all brand new stuff for me back then. I'm like this oh. kid coming out of Niagara Falls with who's you know didn't have any of that real anything any exposure to that kind of stuff. And so this was the first person I ever met who was a real practicing artist. And I'll tell you something, I didn't think he knew what he was doing. Like I looked at that at that time in my life and I thought it's because he at that time he was working on these really kind of um he was working on like uh like you know the plastic they use for vapor barrier? Yes. He was he was painting on that and he was doing these really like primitive kind of like almost like purposely badly painted things, yeah. and I just didn't get it. I just yeah. didn't get it. Now I see it and I understand, and I, I, I think Jeff is possibly the most, has the most facility of anybody that I know with paint. Like, the, the guy is amazing what he can do with paint. So I don't know why, I, I just was too young and inexperienced in art to really understand. So it was interesting, because I remember going to, um, going to like a dinner party at his, and they lived in the studio at the time, him and, him and his, his ex-wife, And you'd go there, and it'd be like it was on, you know, Dundas Street here in London, and it had, like, it was a place that had, like, you know, 20-foot ceilings. It was just one giant room, and they had built a kitchen in there, and I just thought this was so bohemian and so cool. But I didn't understand, I, I didn't understand the art. So, yeah, Jeff's been at it for a long time. Anyway, I'm rambling. His paintings were pretty cool. I really liked them. Yeah, I, I really think that if you're here, uh, I don't know if you'll be here at Easter or if you have any plans in the before the summer or even in the summer, I think we should definitely make a trip over to his studio and you'll be, uh, I think you'll be duly impressed. Well, I'm, I'm planning on spending uh, some time in London for sure this summer, definitely, because yeah, Maddie is there now, so. Yeah, you got, you got family here still, so you're always here once or twice a year, no matter what, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that'd be, that'd be fun. I, I wanted uh, also to let you know, to thank you so much for, um, showing me the David Amege uh, stuff because I talked about it in my class uh, this semester. 
Now that was the, that was the piece with the taxidermy and, and mirrors in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that large piece that was up in the fifth floor of the um, AGO. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I think that one is called Index. It's called Index. Okay, I think you're and right. He actually made it uh, earlier in 2007, I think, uh, okay. in Montreal, because he's from Montreal. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't really known him, but I I was I really liked that that installation. Well, can you can we talk a little bit about this because. Uh, from the photos, um, I was uh, getting a feeling. I saw his um, well. Part of our uh, assignment this this term had to do with uh, checking out some contemporary work and getting to know a few contemporary artists. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went and looked further into his work, and uh, he had a. An exhibit called Zoo at uh, in Paris and New York and it in Vienna I think in Italy and Rome or something anyway um, it's uh, it almost looks like a jewelry store or Sears yeah I can, I can like see that. that I can see that there's a, it has a very kind of like display case sort of feeling to it yeah And then lots of mirrors, uh -huh. the sorts of sort of same sorts of things that you would use if you were trying to show off a watch or some sell something at at Sears or whatever, right? Do Do you know where that comes from? Do you, uh, Did you read anything about? I just them? really read that there was a uh, the you know the the index card that talked about that piece, and I I don't really know him that well. Like that's really the first time I'd, I th I've heard his name before, but I, um yeah, I, I really don't know where exactly where that comes from but that is an interesting that would be an interesting thing to to i guess to either talk to him about or i watched a little bit of um video about him uh on youtube uh they were talking about him in paris um and uh it's always a little bit difficult to if you don't hear it from directly from the artist's um, mouth, <laughs> yeah. uh, you're, you're getting kind of all this um, intellectual, you know, critical wor uh, uh, analysis of, of, you know... Yeah, written by, written by yeah, curators and critics rather than the artist themselves, and yeah. sometimes wonder if they're reading something in there that wasn't intended, possibly, or... or You know, it's okay. I mean, that's that's all part of enjoying art. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So um, I know that he did a series uh, called The Giants, I think, where he built giant statues and they almost look like um, some kind of Greek or... Um, but it's all sort of uh, not really like classical but very um, disproportionate and uh, distorted and um, and he did also like faces with crystals inside uh, like uh, almost like if you looked inside a sort of um, you know those rocks that you you get um, in offices sometimes people have these pretty rocks that they like to have uh, 
sitting like, on their desk. Like something that's polished as a paperweight, perhaps? Yeah, something like that. But With a, uh, with a flat bottom and felt on the bottom, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Maybe a, maybe a pen stuck in it? Yeah. yeah I, think I, know, I think I know what you mean. Or you get sort of the the reverse where... The, the you you look inside the rock and the rock has all kinds of crystals inside and it makes almost like a donut shape so that's what he was doing like he was building busts of people and then in the face all inside it was like one of those kind of indented rock crystal formation all oh around. i know what you're talking about yeah. I know what you're talking about. Those are called geodes. Oh. I know that from the Sim- I know that from the Simpsons. My ge- <laughs> my geode must be acknowledged. I can't remember. I think it was Ralph Wiggum said that. Oh no, the, the, the smart kid. He brought his geode in for show and tell, and he said, "My geode must be acknowledged." So yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, they're hollowed out. That's actually you find those as whole rocks, I guess, in areas where I guess you know you're looking for them. They're usually or some shape you know and then they cut them in half and polish them and that's like the crystals forming on the inside mm-hmm. yeah yeah they're very pretty yeah so i mean what he does is is sort of like everything is kind of crystal like or rock like like the glimmering the shiny uh that's part definitely part of his work but um when I studied it, uh, I did want to make something that was inspired from from that, but I could not really relate to um, the sort of... It feels almost cold when you're looking at it. it feels it's pretty like... clinical. It's pretty clinical stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd have to agree that's, that's true. Like, walking around it and seeing it, it's... It felt very cool. Like there's something about mirrors and about really like sharp angles, like right angles and hard edges. And then on top of that, then you've got these taxiderm animals in there, right? So yeah, it was it's, it was really interesting and quite large too. Actually, it took up the whole room. Hmm. So also this this uh, idea of having the huge installation, huge room, taking a lot of space, uh, filling it with uh, new material um, that you're creating, you're you're adding um, to 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 the mass of of over consumption almost of things. Right. Uh, now, it just it seems to be. Um, don't I don't know the word for it, but you know, like when you eat and you eat that last bite and it's too much. It's only wafer thin. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel. You know, yeah. um, uh, just too too much. It's gluttony. You know, like of taking all this this space. Uh, but you know, if if. If that's what it takes to make a point, uh, whichever the point is, uh, maybe there's no point. But anyway, the point's probably that we're talking about it. (laughs) Well, and I think it might be an interesting thing if you looked at some sort of, if it were possible, I'm not sure how 
famous he is, but if you could look at some kind of a, a retrospective of his career and like, how did he get to that point where he was making these? And sometimes there's a story in that, right? If you can see the progression from how he started to where he, where he ended up. Now that piece you said was made in Montreal in the early 2000s. Does that mean that it was exactly the same then? Do you know, or, or did he actually yeah. change it somewhat to do the installation no. at the AGO? No, from, from the pictures that I saw that you showed me, and the pictures I saw in 2007, it was the same. Oh, seven. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, that's usually what they mm -hmm. do. But I thought, you know, there are certain types of art installation where it's not as important that it's exactly the same. And they kind of, sometimes you build things that work with the room and the space that you have, because every, every gallery is going to have different size rooms and spaces. But, yeah. But, uh, interesting. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to, um, I'd like to, look a little bit in, more into his work because I do like it. Mm -hmm. I understand that it, it would be uh, monu monumental and um, you get this uh, you walk in, inside and you see yourself reflected into the, the surfaces and that's probably how you feel like you are invited into the installation but from viewing from photographs, I I got the feeling that the viewer was placed in the position of a viewer. You know, you must be walking around as if you're in a mall, uh, and that's all you can do, really. With my installation, I want you to look at it. Well, maybe uh, maybe maybe you can convince the uh, curator at the the Algoma Gallery there to get him to come and do a piece there. <laughs> I wonder, he's probably expensive if he... If he uh, no, shows. but they work, with, they work with the granting system and, you know, the, yeah, he'd have to be paid, but, uh, but you know, that, that's something that I think they would apply for a grant to do, to do that. I don't think they would... I'm not sure how that works with galleries, if they just pay people straight out or is it mostly stuff that they apply for grants and then... Yeah, I'm I'm finding out I'm starting to read about grants and the process of grants and uh it's 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 a long process. It's it's uh, sure like I, I I will I will not be able to apply even for an Ontario grant until I have exhibited a few times at uh, at real venues. Uh, we have one real venue, accredited venue here in in my the area. Al the Algoma Gallery, or, or yeah. doesn't the school have one as well? Then, or is that the school? No, one? no, we we had one, and it's sort of disintegrated. Oh, well, that's too bad. Owners, new owners coming in, and uh, it's it's all in up in the air right now. Um, there's not much being said one way or another so we don't know yet but um, I mean there are lots of uh, smaller places and uh, the Ontario Arts Council will accept um, sort of places that are recognized as art art places but not the Canada Arts Council those they want museums galleries or um, if it's an artist-led group um, exhibition, it has to 
the artist has to have been paid in order to exhibit for it to count so you have to have exhibited for three years at least three years in a row at accredited uh, places for the Canada Arts Council to even start uh, thinking about uh, applying well we haven't exactly had governments over the last several while that have been very supportive of the visual arts so that doesn't surprise me to me I think that's kind of crazy like there should be money available for someone who has an idea. I mean, you still got to have your ideas vetted, but just because you haven't been able to get a show that paid you, that shouldn't mean that you're ineligible to apply. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I mean, maybe your ideas aren't any good, in which case it doesn't matter. You apply and they look <laughs> at it and they say, well, not you in particular, but you know what I mean, right? <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. I, mean. I mean, you know, like, it's not that much money compared to the amount of money that gets wasted in the upper echelons of government. They probably more more paint probably evaporates from trays per year than they give to the arts. Yeah, well, the Ontario Arts Council grants can go for emerging artists. It can go up to five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's not very much money though. But I mean, I think that's good. But I think for an emerging artist, you should you shouldn't have to have a huge exhibition history. You should probably have some exhibition history, and it shouldn't matter so much whether you're in an accredited gallery. This is just my opinion, of course. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think that. It should be a day based on your ideas, and if you have good ideas or a good idea that you that is worth like like honestly, five thousand dollars really isn't very much. Like you're not gonna, you know, that's just gonna get you some. Material. I mean, depending on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're if you're painting, that's a start, um, and it can pay. Let's say if you go on a residency somewhere, it can pay for for your studio time and. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Sort of stuff. So you know, having it's. I think it's more for the um, validation, you know, uh, that you you got a grant when so very little people, you know, get grants. Yeah, and, and the interesting thing that um, a lot of artists that I know. They don't, it's not, complain isn't quite the right word, but something that definitely gets noticed is that it's generally the artists that don't need it as much that get the grants too, because they've already are established and mm-hmm. they've, some of them are selling paintings for five or ten thousand dollars each in some cases and now they get a forty thousand dollar grant to pursue their ideas. And that's not, it's not a bad thing, but I just think, I don't know, to me just there should be more money available and it should be not that difficult to get it. I mean, you just should have, have to have a good idea and be persistent. Well, show um, that you're not going to show that. I think you should be able to show that you're going to keep doing this, and this isn't just like something that you're going to do once and then never do again, or that you're going to stop doing in a year. I think that's really what all you should have to prove is that you're basically obsessed with it, and you're not going that you're not going away anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, everything I'm reading these days on the future of the economy says that we have to become more and more innovative and more collaborative and uh, business professors at at university um, often look at artists for their ways of of living with uncertainty and uh, this is what I'm hearing these days so um, we're, we're headed towards uh, this kind of economy where we have to be more creative. I know Jeff hates that word, but... 
it's yeah, it well, is a word that that works for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is that in order to be, now we've probably talked about this before. I mean, I'm, I've only got only so many things I can say, and I start talking in circles. So <laughs> feel feel free to tell you. But, but I mean, you know, as an artist, you have to be. I mean, art is really only about a third to a half of what it is that you do. You've also got to be a good self-promoter, and then you've got to have some business acumen. And, and you know, it, it's a it's a kind of an almost an even blend of those things to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have if, to if be grounded, sense, you know? definitely, yes. I'm finding that. Yeah, so most uh, artists, and, and most artists would prefer to just make art and not have to worry about being any good at business or... or um, yeah. Being going out and having to shake hands and meet people and go to our openings. Oh, and, that's hard. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you're tired and you don't feel like it. You've just come home after working really hard and you have to clean up and, and go out again. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then on top of that, it's, it's like we were saying earlier, uh, it's, it's almost impossible to make it as an artist without having other things that you do. So... You probably got a day job, and now you're trying to also be an artist. It's it's a lot of a lot of pressure and a lot of a lot of work. And I think I can understand why all you'd really want to do is just make the art. You don't want to be worrying about how to you know promote yourself and promote your business and yourself as being an artist, right? I hope that I hope that grants um, will will happen more and more for for students. I I really hope so. I, I'm. I'm thinking it it should because of yeah, all the jobs that will it would have to be an enormous grants. Mm -hmm. And and you're talking about arts grants. Yeah. For for art students, yeah. I mean, they don't have to be enormous grants. I mean, five thousand dollars and less, like even a thousand dollars to somebody who just needs it for materials to maybe do one show or something, right? I mean, it's not very much money. It's not going to certainly not going to kill any level of government. They oh, like I say no. they. They lose that amount of money, and there's probably that much money in the couches at the at parliament. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, that's almost as much as what we we can pay sometimes in material. Yeah. To to uh, make paintings, and we have to buy the canvas. We have to buy the. It's not cheap. Canvas, yeah, it's not. It's it's ex the paint. Yeah, it adds up. I bought. Oil yeah, good paint. quality paint is expensive. For uh, I was lucky. I had a sale at Michael's, fifty percent off, but it was still four hundred dollars when I bought my pay my oil paints. Yeah, oil paint is expensive. Now they go a good quality artist paint goes pretty far, mind you. But you know, if you're using a lot of it, like if you're one of these heavy paint users, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jeff's always been fairly. Uh, it was the word parsimonious mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with his use of paint, and he he's very good at making. He's he still got paint that he bought in the eighties, you know, because he uses a, especially the acrylic paint because yeah, you you can really you, you turn it into washes, and his big paintings are almost all acrylic paintings. His oil paintings are tend to be the field sketches, the small ones, and the larger paintings tend to be acrylic, and he uses it almost like watercolor. Mm -hmm. Where he really he really waters it down and uses it in layers of wash, and that's what gives his paintings a real depth, right? Like they really look like three dimensional to me. Like they they've got a beautiful quality of of uh, of depth, if that makes sense. Uh, yes, of course, that that totally makes sense. Yeah, I mean it's it's why watercolor is so appealing, right? Like to see a well done watercolor. I mean, I think almost anybody is just kind of blown away at the 
ability of somebody that can really use watercolor well to, to, to control that medium and to get that. It's almost like stained glass. You know, Definitely. The, yeah, when yeah, I see really, people do that, and yeah, I, I, I don't understand because the, we haven't been taught uh, that at all in, in my yeah, I think Yeah, I think you'd need to really um, study under somebody that was really masterful at it, and then I think you'd have to make a thousand paintings, and of which 950 of them would probably not be very good, right? Hey, did I tell you that I'm going to have my first little show uh, at uh, a cafe downtown? No, you did not mention that. That's yeah. good news. Yeah, my my prints. I'm gonna I'm gonna have my prints up, uh, and and probably a few other ones that it's gonna be March eighth. So uh, that's I'll awesome. Have, I'll have yeah. I might even have uh, some of my little um, landscapes that I did in painting too. I had them framed. I had these little bits of cardboard, you know, of watercolor paper uh, with acrylic on it. Um, tiny studies, really tiny studies that I that I kept. Uh, because I couldn't throw them out. Uh, but I kept looking at them, and um, I was thinking, are they good? You know. And then I bought some frames, and I framed them up. And everybody loves them, and they're really cute and nice. And I really love them. They're all, like, very... Just, just little bits of uh, stuff happening here, trees, but not trees and land with little tiny posts that are not e very well painted it's all very kind of immediate but right but it's it's cute. Right, right. it all works together so i love them you know i might i might show them uh, at the street well make sure you get some uh so well, i'm sure you will but some photographs of that and maybe we can um Put them up on your on the web page on the Facebook page. Oh, absolutely! That's how they that's how they knew what I was doing because I added them to my Facebook page and they saw my pictures and they thought, oh, well, that's good. We're gonna ask her, and so it'll be there for a month. It's just a little cafe. Cool. It's just it's nothing big. Um, but there'll be there'll be a price tag on them, and maybe you'll sell one or two. I don't know. I don't know if nice. I want to do that. <laughs> ah, gonna... you gotta, you gotta sell them. But well, you know what you do then? You put a put a high price tag on. Them. <laughs> sell them for like not le not less than not less than five hundred dollars, maybe not less than a thousand, depending on how big they are. It's it's a it's a cafe. I have to tell you about the cafe. This is a very interesting cafe. It's on a street that. Uh, where there are a lot of hookers and drug dealers, <laughs> and it's one of those. It's one of those streets that probably in a, in two three years will be the hippest place in in town because right now it's the most run down. But there are many arts people that are moving in and trying to change things. So. Uh, my professor has her studios on that street, and then a few uh, buildings down the road, there's the Gore Street Cafe, and they 
they have a little cafe in front of a laundromat. So they always have people coming in and um, they they make food. Uh, often the the food is made from vegetables that they grew in a community garden and uh, they probably froze some of that squash and they make a lot of squash right, or right. butternut soups, that kind of thing. And people come and they barter for for their food. They can they can pay two dollars if that's all they have that day, you know, or they can pay ten dollars. They accept. They can trade a jar of jam. Yeah, yeah, you can trade um, stuff, and uh, it's it's That's that kind of place. So <laughs> the furniture is not good furniture, and you know, but you'll get <laughs> you'll oh, good, get goodwill goodwill student furniture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's sort of, cute. Yeah, you feel I like you you feel like you're in a in a student apartment. <laughs> a little bit, but I love it. I remember, yeah, uh, one of the apartments that. I had on in London on the I think it was the second year that I was here. Um, we we the guy that I lived with we bought a couch and we and we bought it from the Goodwill and we walked it home. We carried this far but far enough that it was pretty tiresome. And then we got it home. It, it wouldn't fit in the in down the stairs. <laughs> so I ended up going into the garage out back. There was another couch out there that had no cushions on it so we we took that cushion that was out there and brought it in because it would fit it was a little smaller then took the cushions that were totally different and didn't fit from the one that we bought and put it on there so yeah that's that's kind of what i'm picturing it's like the worst the, <laughs> that was like the worst uh, couch experience of my uh, my student years but it's really the like the little cafe is kind of cute in a way you know like with all oh, this mis mismatched stuff yeah, well, it's good that they're supporting local uh, local art as well. Yeah, they they are starting uh, their fishbowl festival, and they're trying to promote local talent. And they they're going to have bands, uh, just uh, people in the community, like artists like me. They want to promote people that probably aren't known at all uh, and there are some people that are well known that are going to come too like they're well known here and not much outside of here but so they're uh, they're very young um, not even 30 yet both of them right right and, how long has it been how long has it been there for it's been there for uh, almost two years I think um and they started very slowly and putting things on Facebook and um, they always had a menu up. Uh, they write it on a little chalkboard and uh, they do open mic nights and uh, oh, they, they do the really, really free market where um, people bring stuff and and people take stuff for free. It's all for free. So it's kind of an interesting concept uh, because when I was there, well, the beginning at the beginning uh, it had been open. They told me that they open at eleven, no, at noon, and at eleven already people had started lining up outside. And then when I got there, it was like twelve thirty. 
and people were like in a frenzy of looking for things, you know, like I felt it was tangible, this kind of social, social thing, you know, oh, I must grab the great stuff, you know, so, and then I helped a little bit, I volunteered, and I saw all the people that came in and taking pots and clothes and books and, and I was thinking wow it's I, it looks like it's helping a lot of people you know there were the families right. with one or two kids and moms with one or two kids older people I talked to a woman um, native woman who told me about her divorce she said oh when my ex left he took everything so she had nothing so she was taking some stuff there and mm. I, I thought uh, you know like you have to kind of get your head around this kind of concept you know it's it it makes you feel all sort of strange at first you know uh, should I take this <laughs> you, you kind of feel like I'm stealing you know? yeah 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 we're not conditioned to do that yeah. Do you have uh, much confidence that they'll be able to keep it going? Yes, they they won um, an innovation award from the city, and uh, good, good. They're starting. They're starting to become. Uh, I don't know. Um, better at it, like they they seem to be gaining steam. Uh, with and and getting other people to gravitate around them it, i think it That's all cool. works with a team of young people not that are between 20 and 30 and they all have sort of uh pasts of um finishing their their education and then going into the restaurant business or playing music. Right, right. A lot of them are musicians, and um, it's kind of the, uh, the the Bohemian scene of Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like I call them the new hippies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that there's there. Um, I'm glad, like I said, that they're supportive of the arts because it's not every place is, and it's it's awesome that you're going to have uh, some work up on the walls there. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy that I'll. I will be cheering up with my colors because I have good colors. I think, and it's going to be cheerful in there. So. Are you um, going to have a little opening reception? <laughs> yeah. Well, the open mic night, uh, March the eighth. I'm hosting it. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. going to be the opening. So yeah. So you, so it'll be. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. So you'll send out get all your everybody that you know to come out and support you and, and it'll be good for the cafe too. I believe so. I think you get another perspective when you go there. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's important to, to be not too, um, stuck in your ways socially and try to, try to understand you're good at that. You you have a good social conscience, but when when you're a mom and I don't know you 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 spend so much time at home, you kind of get out of the 
Yeah, being I guess, out I guess. there, you know, being out there, you go into activities and then, yeah. you know, it's all the routine of grocery shopping and and all the birthdays. The kids go to so many birthdays and, uh, you know, you're trying to... Well, you're... you're... Yeah. No, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, yeah. you're winding down, that part of your, winding down that part of your life and so it's kind of perfect timing to be, uh, you know, degree and and following that and seeing where that takes you right it is a very interesting time uh to be kind of in your late 40s because it seems like i'm going back to where i left off in in my 20s in my that's early... probably not, not that uncommon though for have children i wouldn't think because you know you basically give up everything for for your kids for as long as you have to, right? Hopefully, not forever. But but um, you know, my, one of them's gone, and the other one's in high school now. So yeah. you know, it, it gives you more time, more time to go back to those things that you may have pursued if you took my path, which was to never have kids. I don't think I was ever responsible enough. <laughs> oh, so dear it goes. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> You're oh, a funny okay. dude. You're a funny dude. <laughs> How's work I don't been? know about that. How has work been? Oh, it's been pretty good. It was nice to have a little southern vacation away from that. And then I I, I kind of, what the interesting thing is, is I, being away, I, I didn't have any access to the internet and the whole time I was gone in Cuba. I didn't make any effort to do that. And I, I basically stopped using Facebook almost, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I, I look at it a little bit, but I, but I really don't spend very much time looking and I don't think about it. Like I used to always be checking on my phone, and I'd be looking up for, and I, you know, notify. I mean, I got back from Cuba, and I had like, like I don't know, hundred notifications or something like that, and I just, you know, I just totally ignored them. Like I'm not looking at those, and I don't care. And then so it just turns out that it's a distraction. Stare at it like for hours and hours on end, but but there have been times I will admit where you're doing it more than you should be, and it's because you've gotten sucked conversation or something like that and now that's just not there anymore so I feel good about that yes yes I totally understand but I could not let go because I have so many I I get to speak to so many people on there and yeah I have a lot of contacts as well then people that I've met who uh, like from all over not so much all over the world a while ago it was like that most of the all over the world people I don't really communicate with like, but I've got you know people a lot of number of people in the US and like people who I've actually even met in yeah, real life. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> after like after meeting them on after meeting them on Facebook. So you know, I I I'm I'm not totally not using it. I just find that it's not something that is occupying as large a space in my head. I'm glad. I'm glad it's good. I have a friend who tells me about that all the time, how she feels kind of bad when that starts getting too much, too involved or and I get that. Oh, yeah, I I, that. yeah, you think back to, I think back to some of the stuff that I've gotten into, and it's just like, it's just, it's a thing, weight in a way, just not, I just don't really care anymore. <laughs> but Love. it is good to keep in touch with people. And I'm, I'm not saying that I, I think it's useless or anything. I think it's, it's, it's actually quite useful, and it's a good way to, to meet people with common interests. And, and uh, you know, there's, it has a lot going for it, but it's also easy to get sucked into Absolutely. Having it be a time sink more so than more so than you probably should. 
Oh, yes, yes. I, uh, yeah, well, you're I probably not guilty of that because you've got a lot going on. Well, right? yeah, well, like, I, I, I am busy all day, so it's mostly night, evenings, I check it a little bit, uh, and weekends, uh, like downtime. Yeah, it's I, so, downtime. Yeah, you're, you're what I would call irresponsible. I'm just, trying. It goes back and forth. I'm out of control sometimes, or it's just, it's always there, and I'm always, like, in these conversations, and I'm not, I, I got away from that by being gone for a week, and I haven't really immersed myself back into it, good, so that's good. what I guess what I'm saying. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I kind of, it's just good, it does, and that's really the only social media I use, I don't really bother with any of the other ones. Hmm, and, um, how's Ashley? Oh, she's... She's doing well. She's working until 10. She's usually home by 10.30 or so. and She worked a long shift today, so she'll be glad to be done. That's why I had to go out beforehand. I had to go buy some wine. Oh, <laughs> what a good boy. Yeah. You're thinking I had to go about buy her glass of wine when she comes apparently it's red. Apparently it's Red Wine Day, International Red Wine Day or something like that. So <laughs> we, can, we can't let that pass. It's like every day for me is International Red Wine Day, but, but this one's official. <laughs> anyway, on that note, we should maybe wind this down for this week, and we'll uh, try not to let it go so long next time. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's it's to make up for uh, the long, long hiatus. Hiatus. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, it, hopefully, well, that won't happen again. I don't have. I'm not sure what my next while looks like, but I think it should be okay. Okay, we'll see. No, no problem. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out, and yes. we'll have a, another talk about some other art-related thing in the near future. Yeah, I'll, I wanted to tell you about my installation, so I'll tell you about that next time. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good, and I'll uh, maybe I'll do a little bit of research on, on the artist who's at the age of, I don't know, David a MJ, is, how do you say his last name? Amish. Amej. Yeah, okay. yeah, maybe I'll look into him a little bit more because now I'm kind of interested now that you've done this work on him. I, I think it'd be interest, interesting to know a little bit more about him and his motivations, perhaps. Okay. All right. Okay, well, you have a good rest of your night, and uh, thanks you for chatting. Too. 